Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Episode 11, Season 9. It's not about the alcohol. You will occasionally hear that the 12-step programs are not about stopping drinking or abusing drugs. Instead, it is said they are a design for living that works under all circumstances without the need for alcohol or drugs to enhance or escape the experience of life. I have heard in many an AA meeting a statement like this, I don't have a drinking problem, but I do have a thinking problem. What this says to me is that an alcoholic's mind is subject to twisted thinking. The alcoholic, before he begins a program of recovery, is self-centered in the extreme. He doesn't see the effect of his behavior on the people around him, not at all. The definition of selfishness fits the alcoholic perfectly. Selfishness is defined as being concerned excessively or exclusively for oneself or one's own advantage, pleasure, or welfare, regardless of others. The alcoholic, even after he sobers up, is still somewhat self-centered, and it does take quite some time for him or her to see clearly the damage that's been done and then to make plans to make things right. It's also logical alcoholics don't get it right away. Uh Uh-oh, what do you mean I have to write down my shortcomings and the things I did that hurt other people? Another simple idea that they don't get right away is that it isn't the 15th drink that got them into trouble. There's an old saying that goes like this, one drink is too many and a thousand are not enough. In other words, if you don't take that first drink, you will never get to that drink that gets you into trouble. We, by that I mean alcoholics like me, have had countless tries at limiting the number of drinks once we got started and came to the inescapable conclusion that if we didn't take that first drink, we'll never get drunk. Seems a bit obvious, but the truth is this. Instead of planning never to get drunk or trying to limit the number of drinks or the amount of alcohol, We have learned to concentrate on avoiding only one drink, and that's the first one. As it says in a great little AA book called Living Sober, sounds almost foolishly simplistic, doesn't it? It's hard for many of us now to believe that we never really figured this out for ourselves before we came to AA. Of course, to tell the truth, we never really wanted to give up drinking altogether either. Until, of course, we learned about alcoholism. But the main point is, we now know that this is what works. The myth that one day an alcoholic bar type can drink like a gentleman has to be smashed. 
We cannot hide the idea in our hearts that one day we can drink normally. We are setting ourselves up to decide that, oh, today's the day. And we can have a drink or two, and then we end up as bad as we ever were, and very quickly at that. Or we obsess about having that next drink, oh, say next weekend, or the next time our wives go out of town or go shopping or something. Problem is we've declared ourselves by this point, and we have to keep our drinking a secret. The burden of secrecy and shame makes drinking a supremely inconvenient business. Especially after you've become sober and your and your family believes that you are sober. It's to go back and start drinking, you have to hide and tell lies and get involved in secrecy, and it's a big burden. And it is supremely inconvenient. Living in the here and now is an art form that few humans practice on a perfectly consistent basis. The idea, however, has a strong philosophical, religious, and scientific grounding. That idea forms the context of what we call the 24-hour plan, or the notion of taking it one day at a time. Not drinking just for the day is a challenge that most alcoholics can handle. We don't have to drink. Uh, quit drinking forever. We only need not drink today. I play a little joke on the gentleman I sponsor. I tell him this. You know, you can stay sober forever if you stay sober today. And the gent says, uh, what do you, uh, boss, what, what on earth do you mean? And my clincher is, because it's always today. Oh yeah, I never thought of that, right? So what happens when we get seriously addicted and or alcoholic is that we stop growing emotionally or spiritually and we are stuck in a teenage mentality. It's important to remember at this point that alcoholics took their first drink when they were 12 years old and addicts started experimenting with drugs at about the same age. So once they surrender and stop drinking and using at the average recovering age in the early 40s, this is a murky area since relapses are involved, They still think like teenagers, except for the obvious fact that many have become professionals and have grown intellectually, but certainly not emotionally. So it isn't surprising that the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous mention alcohol only once in the first step. The rest of the steps and the rest of the program itself is about building character, which has been denied to the abuser due to a single-minded obsession with escape from reality. A typical day in the life of an alcoholic, like me, is a shot or two of bourbon at, at or for breakfast, work until noon, a couple of vodka doubles at lunch, if he can get away with it, and two stops at bars on the way home, a stop at the liquor store for vodka or wine, and then home to his, and this was actually my apartment, I would cook dinner, drink the whole bottle of wine, smoke some dope, take a couple of shots of vodka from the freezer, then codeine pills to knock me out because I was too drunk and too high to be able to sleep. I had the dreaded SBS, also known as spinning bed syndrome. Well, that doesn't leave you much time left over to experience life as it really should be, developing relationships, helping family and others, enlarging one's spiritual life, In other words, growing up. So when the addict or alcoholic first sobers up, he focuses on not taking that first hit or drink. But then he realizes that there is so much more to life than just not drinking or using. He then wakes up to a new reality, that there is great joy to be had in helping others. 
I have found that the addicts and alcoholics who start sponsoring others tend to stay sober, whereas those who isolate and do not become a part of become apart from. So, it isn't about the alcohol, as I said at the beginning. It's what the addiction has done to the addict or alcoholic, and what you ought to be doing once the substance has left your body. Now you have to work on your mind because you no longer have a drinking problem, but you still have that thinking problem. And it will take a long time and a lot of effort and work to rearrange the molecules in the gray matter. I say all this to smash the myth that says all he or she has to do is to stop using and all will be well. And nothing could be further from the truth. Personally, I was crazier. I was more depressed unstable and panicky after I sobered up for about three or four more months until I settled down into a routine of the program that brought discipline into my undisciplined life. I honestly try in my podcast to bring to you the unpolished truth, even sometimes at the expense of revealing things I would rather forget. But we are taught to play the videotape back so that we can see where we came from, and that exercise in itself is a great motivator not to go back there ever again. So what did we learn today? Well, we learned that, one, alcoholics who have not yet recovered do not understand that they only need to avoid one drink, and that's the first one, in order to stay sober today. Two, after he puts down the alcohol, he realizes that he no longer has a drinking problem. But he still has a thinking problem arising from the fact that his brain is immature and not yet capable of thinking clearly. Three, the alcoholic or addict, even after he or she gets clean, remains an extremely self-centered individual, and it takes time and work for the user to fully acknowledge and make amends for the harm done to others. Four, therefore the AA or the NACA program is not about drinking, Rather, it's all about the development of a spiritual life guided by honesty, kindness, and courage that equips the recovering person to live a new and inspired life. And five, those who love an addict or alcoholic and wish to recover from the family disease of alcoholism or addiction should consider joining Al-Anon, a 12-step program for families and friends of alcoholics and addicts. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.